Hello, Eloise. Hello, Terri-Anne, and welcome, everybody. Part four of the Handless Maiden. I nearly said the Headless Maiden then. <laughs> <laughs> She's changed. The whole story is turned upside down. <laughs> yeah, that would be kind of gruesome. It's yeah. gruesome enough, the Handless Maiden. But, uh, yeah, that would be really gruesome. The Headless Maiden. Headless. Definitely would be a ghost in that one. Yes. <laughs> very quickly I see I, I look at things visually you <laughs> <laughs> think of this visual yeah. sorry alright yeah. so we're at the point where she is leaving. she's got this letter from uh, the well from the devil not from the king saying that he's going to murder her and she flees again I guess yeah she goes off with her baby and the uh, the well, helper, like the right there, yeah, the nursemaid, right. So she goes off and eventually, you know, finds a home in the woods and lives there. That she lives her life in this home, raising her child. Now, the king comes home, of course, and and finds that she's gone and realizes why. That this this letter was a lie. He knows that um, it wasn't true, right? He didn't have this information, and he didn't send the letter. So he begins a quest to find mm -hmm. her, and for many many years he's looking for her, and finally finds this home where she's she's living. And, uh, you know, just sees that she's lived a pure life. Uh, her entire life was, you know, this, the word is purity. Um, and we're just going to expand on that a little bit. Um, it's really going to take in everything we've, we've discussed. And we'll see if something new comes up because I'm always trying yeah. to figure out what's going on. Right. Um, and her hands obviously have grown oh back. obviously <laughs> right obviously well it's it, i say obviously because the moment you you take responsibility for your life you no longer have expectations you don't look through the filters of your parents and lives and and what uh, what expectations you have of the world well you gain your ability right? oh. so the hands represent this this ability right so responsibility is the ability to respond so obviously she gained the ability to respond so her hands are back and quite frankly you know if you look at different versions she might not get her hands back in other versions and it doesn't matter because you have the ability to respond we talked a little bit last time about you know okay my legs don't work very well but i have the ability to yeah. respond don't don't walk around here. Oh, you know, woe is me. My legs and I've are broken. To... My I always go into Monty Python with <laughs> my legs broken. My arms yeah. are bent. My ears. Are... <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're not complaining. Yes. Yeah. yeah, well, not not um, not succumbing to um, the experiences that we have along the way that we have no control over. So we don't have control of what's going to happen in the adventure yet. 
Uh, we try to have control. We create paradigms in our minds and begin to live a life that is based in trying to control. So we buffer ourselves from the world. Um, and I, when I say world, I mean the adventure, the everyday uh, adventure, adventures that mm. come up, right? You know, even just getting on this podcast is an adventure. I don't know what's going to we happen. We have no I idea don't. what's going to happen next. You know, if I sat around feeling nervous and, you know, what's going to go on? Well, it would be very different instead working spontaneously. um, It suits me. Uh, It doesn't mean that everyone would do this. Some people like to prepare and write things down. That's fine, too. But if we're trying to control the outcome, likely your legs begin to shake and you can't speak and and you forget everything <laughs> you forget all the knowledge that you've you've accumulated so you know when we're talking i have this storehouse of accumulated knowledge but at the same time intuitively uh, i'm i'm bringing new information why well the dynamic is different i'm speaking to elwes now um, there's there are people out there who are listening and this this shifts your your understanding your in, in intuitive uh, right brain starts to engage with the left brain in a different way because everything yeah. is different it's, a, it's this adventure so i'm not i'm not going to go into yeah. explaining that but you know it just makes sense to talk about that because she's doing the same thing right she's gone off into the unknown so you know the magical part is that her hands grow back um but that is an an analogy for uh, whatever wound you have in your past, your hands, your ability to respond, your abilities, your capabilities, your um, your courage to step into life and go with the flow, even when you know things happen you don't really like. We always have things happening that we don't really like. Yeah. Um, we always, you know, I'd prefer to get up in the morning, be able to stand up and, you know, go for a nice three hour walk. Yeah, sure. I prefer that. Um, but that's, that's gone. You know, you used to do that. That's gone. So now, um, my experience is so different and, and Carl Jung too said this, um, I, I think I mentioned it before, but if I didn't, um, if you're, it's more has to do with God, right? So if you're looking for God um, and you can't find him, you're looking, you're not looking low enough. And I, I kind of interpret that also as, you know, your successes in life, right? So if you're, if you're not succeeding, then you're not looking low enough. Yeah. Because there, there are these tiny successes all the way along and these, these minute um, goals, these tiny goals so that, if I can now walk the length of my house many times during the day and carry laundry downstairs, that doesn't seem a lot to anyone, but to me it's huge. And it is a, every day there is a uh, exponential increase. So now, you know, just um, let's say six, seven, eight months ago, um, I was unable to walk without holding the walls. 
you know, so when you go back, yeah. well, what were all the little steps that got <laughs> me to, to the place I am now? And what tiny little steps? They were so tiny. Each little thing I discovered and figured out to, to support my body. Wow. You know, those tiny little things have now made this big jump only in eight months where, oh, I was unable to walk without holding the walls just in June, 2017. And now I can walk without a support. Mm. I can walk around the house. I can, I can get down the stairs. Um, I can even sometimes get down the stairs without holding either wall, which is shocking, right? I always need to hold the banister. And I just, I have this huge smile when I can <laughs> take a step uh, without a banister. Right. So those are the achievements. But if I was looking towards um, what I could do um, not long ago, which is get up in the morning, go up the mountain, run around the mountain a couple of times and come back down. Um, let's say, you know, an hour and a half uh, each time. Yeah. So I do that in the morning and the evening. If I was looking towards that. Then you'd failing miserably. I, I, You'd be constantly yeah. failing. So then there would be defeat yeah. and there would be no point even trying to get up the stairs. And self-pity. Yeah. Um, not seeing life as it is. You're seeing life as it was or as it should be. Instead, it's no, no, here's, here's where I am. And wow, look at that accomplishment. Mm. Look at what I can do. Wow. Right. Look at this incredible thing I can do. You know, people ask me all the time, you know, how do you do it? What do you mean? How do yeah. I do it? If I can stand up, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm in heaven. You know, if I can, if I can sit and give a, you know, a class, um, I'm so happy. I, you know, wow, look what you, look what you did. You spent the whole weekend standing, sitting and, and teaching. <laughs> And it's so funny, most people don't, you know, most people look and don't even notice uh, that I'm in, you know, tons of pain and um, I have difficulty walking. Yeah. They, they hardly even notice. Even, even the moments, you know, the most severe part of this pain, I was, I was pushing through it, which I probably is not a good thing to do. Uh, you know, as soon as I stopped, I said, nope, you're going to stop and you're going to recover and you're going to stop traveling and you're going to stop. Uh, doing all these things that you do, which really, you know, help the body mind. So again, the ability to respond, this constant, uh, you know, I had a way of doing things before, which was like push through it and then realizing, oh, well, you know, that's not really working. So let's, let's figure out something new and constantly it's, it's, it was an adventure the whole time. Yeah. This, this amazing adventure to figure out. So you, you know, I even look at, the handless maiden and I look at myself now whether my my spine ever totally heals or not um you know that's I, I do have my fingers crossed that it will and I've got treatments going that mm. it will um yet at the same time it's the pleasure to be able to get up and open a door you know get up and um and walk to a different room to be able to uh pick up uh, the laundry. I mean, these are really simple things. I, I don't do that much. Or even once a month, I, I have clinic now. Mm. And to be able to get to clinic and have a nice day there and actually walk down the stairs when I leave. When I was doing clinic um, two years ago, I could hardly 
um, move. I could hardly get anywhere. So these are these are just huge, huge changes. So you could say my hands are growing back um, by by taking responsibility for what is, and also not pushing life about. Right? You know that 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 idea yeah. of purity that she's lived a pure life. You know what is that? Um, I know so many people could have different interpretations, but. For me, it's the really the purification, almost um, washing away my scripts, washing away the mind's expectations, no longer being part of the mind. I mean, the handless maiden from the beginning was did something for her father, which really communicates to us that we do things for the parent, but we have to do things for our own lives. We have to move into our own lives and live that adventure. And the whole time she is, she is figuring out how to deal with this world, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know if that's the best terminology, but it doesn't sound right to me. She's finding out how she can live within the world. And that purification is, you know, I don't have resentment. There's no resentment here. She doesn't resent her father. No. Right? She doesn't, she doesn't resent yeah. she doesn't resent the king. So, you know, resentment is a clear indicator that uh, someone is living through their scripts in the mind. These, these rules, scripts, um, prefabricated uh, uh, view of the world. And they're looking through those. Those are the filters that we talk about at the world and they can't see what is. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so for example, if I was only looking at the script that talked about, you got to go up the mountain. Well, then, then I would be dissatisfied. I mean, it's still an aim. I'd oh, yeah. love to do that. It would be great. But I'm not sitting around going, I can't do it. I'm sitting around saying, no, you're taking the steps. And each step is that amazing, beautiful step where you get to the next place. But the mind likes to jump ahead. Yeah. Right. But I, uh, you can say that the I doesn't. The I is in the experience. So I'm in the experience, not what I might think should be right so most people are thinking this is what should be and they're experiencing this constant well it's pain right mm. clearly it's pain it's painful it's um it's it's self-destructive well i'm also thinking about persistence with this it's like you know because you can't walk up the mountain today doesn't mean you don't keep trying to walk every day and it's the same thing with my business. I've been in business for 10 years and I talked to people who I met 10 years ago and they've changed businesses every six months because nothing works. And I'm like, but you never stuck at anything. And again, it's, you know, it's, it's interesting to use the word persistence and, and stick to it. it. So I, just to go a little yeah. bit more microscopic, when you really look closely, it's, 
it is what Young said, you've got to look a little bit lower. So usually the expectation is I want that my business to look like this. Oh, six months go by. It doesn't look like this. So I better start something yeah. new because that doesn't work instead of the tiny increments to get you to build something. It's, it's weird. I've seen this too, Eloise. I find it strange oh. that, that people don't see the business much like a child but it needs to keep growing and go through obstacles. <laughs> you know, without those mistakes, what are you going to figure out? So you have to, you have to keep, um, yes, there is that persistence, but there's, there's also this looking mi- through the microscope at the tiny changes, Yeah. right? Oh, oh, I don't have enough clients or I don't have enough. Well, that you're looking too far ahead. You got to look more microscopically to see what's going on exactly. Let's say you're selling something, are you selling to the right market? Yeah. Have you contacted the right people? I'm trying to go um, hearing the same with your... to babies, you know. It's... <laughs> yes, it's, or even, even people with clients, they, you know, I don't have enough, I don't have enough, instead of I have this one and I'm nurturing that yeah. one. And that one is a representation of a thousand. Yeah. Right. So, so each person that comes is extremely valuable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it seems to me so disrespectful to say, Oh, I don't have enough. I have this one, but I don't have enough. It's, it, it's that the mind again, interfering and saying there isn't enough. Always be when, more, really. when you've got more than you can possibly yeah. imagine with one person, Yeah, with one person they're they're your gift. They're going to go out, and it's like a, you know that ripple. Oh in the yeah, pond. it's like with a client. If you nurture and that relationship with a the client, they could go and refer you to a hundred people. They, they can. don't know, but if you're dismissive of them and go, "Oh, I haven't got enough clients this week," so you take all your angst out on that one person, they're never going to send you anyone. <laughs> that that can be possible, or you've but you've clearly sent out the message that. Um, that I don't have gratitude. Yeah. You know, that's one thing this, the pure living also has for the handless maiden is the purity of, I mean, gratitude for what I have, despite my hands being yeah. missing. Right. So, you know, I feel I do, this is one of the purities I have is I'm, I have gratitude yeah. for um, what I have. I have to go. No, there's, it's a, okay. there's a call. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you can it's keep the first one where we've been here. interrupted. <laughs> I have gratitude for the doorbell going. <laughs> it's quite fun. So yeah, but gratitude is so key in life, and we can be very dismissive of gratitude for things. But coming from a place of gratitude can create everything. Are you back? No. <laughs> she's nearly back come back I'm hey. back <laughs> we've got we've, we're full of gratitude for the fact that you've come back there you go <laughs> so yes this, this this beauty of gratitude that um, for whatever we have we spend so much time in resentment of what we don't have. Yeah. And it, it's so clear that, you know, this woman, this handless maiden has gone through a trauma 
And, you know, you can see all your own traumas. We've had yeah. them. You know, you could even, you could say, well, I'm experiencing a trauma. And, but with that trauma, I don't sit in resentment. Oh, you know, why me? And uh, no, it's, it's, um, I have gratitude for what I do have. Yeah. That, that my brain still works, that my arms still work, <laughs> that my hands still work. That, that, wow, wow, that we can get on the phone and do a podcast. That I can do all my work via computer. Yeah. I don't have to uh, see people. And they get the advantage of my work. They don't. They, they don't lose that. That that gratitude yeah. for what I'm it's able amazing. able to do. Yeah, the, the world is amazing. I'm sitting here with a computer on a, a phone. I've got all kinds and of stuff, one. all kinds of equipment. <laughs> yeah. And and yeah, well, yeah. Amazon. I have lots of gratitude to Amazon. <laughs> yeah. uh, I order Apple apple cider vinegar from them you know if, if you go to a store it's going to cost way more this way i get almost a i ordered six bottles which is almost six liters i think it's not ever and uh you know and and the gratitude that this gets delivered yeah, otherwise it's you amazing. pick it up and it's really the, the the life is is incredibly um it gives you gifts all the time yeah all the time and and not noticing it we're not living it. i mean you know we've talked a lot about responsibility but resentment is a huge topic yeah you know the minute we're resentful we're in childhood yeah. you know the, the, you say right away look you're resentful you've got to grow up what does that ultimately mean well you got to live a pure life and and be an adult and deal with your own wounds don't don't sit around telling me you know my dad cut off my hands so you know that's the end of my yeah. life no it's not no you You'll go you know, and have you're, a you're, life you're, without hands. You'll have to figure out how to deal with this uh, sins of the father. They're gonna, they're gonna sins of the mother yeah. too. They're gonna come down to the child, and we have to uh, face that and take care oh. of it. Which is exactly what she does. She faces each of her traumas. Yeah, and takes responsibility and raises her child. Yeah. And takes takes care takes of her, her life. life into her own hands. Exactly, she may have the maiden to help her, but well, there's nothing more powerful in the story: the the handless maiden, and and becoming someone who can actually take your life in your own hands. Whether you, you know, you, we begin our lives with no hands. We begin our lives with our parents doing everything for us. Us. Yeah, do, doing things for us, and they might do it right. They might do it wrong. Um, they're only people yeah. I put my and I put, have, the first time I put a nappy on my nephew I put it on the wrong way around <laughs> still works but it's fine <laughs> but we do have to figure out how to have hands yeah. it's interesting that we do have hands and the representation of hands like you know one hand is giving one hand is oh. receiving uh and and we we forget to well i don't think we forget no resentment takes over resenting childhood resenting what the parents yeah. did resenting other people for being like your parents yeah. and meanwhile it's your own it's your own filter that is resentful and looks at the world that way and wants to get everyone else to behave that way and they may leave you abandon you 
um, they may engage with you, um, but you may or may not have the life that you want. You can still, meaning you're resentful and you continue um, expressing that resentment to mm. the world. So it's really clear that she does not have resentment and that's the purification, yeah. right? Jealousy, com comparison. She's not comparing herself. She's not, she's not, she, she is living this pure life by taking what she can do in her hands and of course regains her hands. Yeah. It's, it's so critical in our lives, but uh, it's it, this story is such a great uh, model to follow. Mm. You know, the, the, the idea that the parent is wounded and leaves the decision to the child, they would have experienced the same thing. Yeah. And the child takes it on but then goes off and says, all right, I've taken something on, but now I have to make my own choices not to take these things on. And still things occur in life, like the devil coming in and changing the land. Yeah. And, you know, these catalysts also boot us out of our, um, our, I guess, flatlining would be the best word or stasis or, um, yeah there, there there has to be you can see through the story there has to be a conflict mm -hmm. a catalyst that causes conflict so that we make those changes yeah so that we grow right so anytime a conflict comes we can hide away and become resentful and or the conflict comes and that is our opportunity to transmute our own ignorance into mm. wisdom. Yeah. Right? She doesn't she doesn't sit back and, you know, become resentful of the king. She she decides to to take the actions to better live her life. She doesn't sit around and say, how can I make this worse? Right. What can I do that's <laughs> gonna make, make it worse? It worse. Like, you know, should I murder the king? Right. Like the you know that's or send somebody out. Yeah, right? There's, there's so many different things, which, which which is often what people do. I'm going to go and and make the situation worse rather than what this is so much to, uh, retaliate and uh, vengeance mm. and again resentment, which is a compilation often of vengeance and jealousy and um, uh, manipulation. Mm. Um, that that part of uh, the the actions that are available to us, um, they can go into a space of of abusiveness that turns inward on the on the person, but also is reflected outward in the world. Right? We don't we don't. Oftentimes, we do not uh, clearly take responsibility of the actions that we perform that are abusive, and usually we project those onto the mm. other. We tell the other, okay, you're you're the one who makes me this way, rather than understanding, no, you're you're the one acting this way. Doesn't matter what someone else does, you're choosing 
to act this way. Um, you know, and oftentimes I say choosing, but oftentimes you're completely unaware. It's a uh, unconscious. You're blinded uh, to it. Yeah. Yeah, you're blind to it. But once you take a peek and go, well, how am I behaving here? How exactly am I behaving? And you take responsibility for that. You're, you're, you're seeding yourself into uh, yourself. And there's nothing wrong uh, with acting abusively, right? So how do we know that? Well, if somebody tries to grab your child, um, you're not just going to let go and let them yeah, take your kid. You might attack. You might even hurt your child by pulling your child towards you. Right. You might go off and kick the person and start screaming. Well, OK, that kind of abuse is a, is a is a good action in that moment. Yeah, this is, so a, is the thing that I will. You know, I remember Krishnamurti, um, Jiddu Krishnamurti, you know, people would say, well, you say um, be kind to all living things. So he says, yes, yes, be kind to all living things. Um, don't uh, don't kill animals. So he wouldn't kill animals. He was a vegetarian. Yeah. But but the most interesting thing that he he said after is says, but don't ask me this ridiculous question about what would I do if I was living in the Arctic. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's, it's, he brought up the essence yeah. of, you know, if he doesn't eat while he's in the Arctic, he is cruel to a living being, which would mean he yeah. would die. Yeah. Or he kills the other. I mean, these are these are options that come up in yeah. our lives. And we, we kind of say, well, you know, I'm a vegetarian because uh, I don't want to kill beings. Are you kidding me? <laughs> right? The, the, the ignorance in that statement is ridiculous. You've got so many creatures, but... Oh, yeah. We're constantly uh, sitting that, on them and killing them. That are, Right, you're killing them. We're all killing the time. parrots. You know, we we sit down on our bums and we're <laughs> killing uh, yeah. those beings that that live on us. So, the idea of killing something, right, is 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 so confusing. Yeah. Now that doesn't mean you you know you don't want to go around and kill species that are going extinct, yeah, etc. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous, but. Um, you know that's that's unconscionable uh but the idea that you're not killing things that you can abnegate responsibility to the idea that you're a mass murderer uh, i mean you you have a field of corn you're a mass murderer you yeah. you want your tomatoes you're a mass murderer yeah. you know we don't like to think about that it's like well they don't matter or yeah just where's, the, where's the line drawn exactly it's well you you know we have this line of the seen and unseen yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so and, you know, all the cute things should live. All the ugly <laughs> things shouldn't live. You know, the, the uh, you get the AIDS virus. Well, you know, I'm I don't kill living beings. So, you know, what do you do? That's a huge conflict. If you, you kill the virus, you're a murderer. If you let the virus kill you, you're a murderer. Yeah. These 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 conflicts in our world, we don't we don't necessarily going on in our bodies moment to moment. Constantly, so that it's it. There, there are things that we are going to do that, um, that you don't necessarily. Well, you you have to think yeah. about. It. You have to think about what you're doing, but don't lie to me and say you don't kill living mm. things. You know, don't. You know, let's not kill the bees, but how many bees are in a field, right? 
um, of vegetables. Yeah. It'll be so much better if you're, you'll have a lot more bees if you stop um, harvesting vegetables. <laughs> I mean, just, I'm just thinking logically, mm. right? I mean, that whole ecosystem, you know, but we're not going to do that. And I don't think that should be done either. Uh, there's got to be other ways. It's it's constantly thinking about other ways rather than getting resentful yeah. and angry yeah. and and thinking, you know, this idea of thinking that, and I've been vegetarian, and the other day I was talking to someone and I realized I was more vegan than vegetarian. Yeah, because I, yeah. I didn't even realize that for a really long time. And, uh, you know, now I'm, a, now I'm a carnivore <laughs> and it's done miracles yeah. for my health. I'm not crazy about it. It's not like I don't walk around going, yeah, I get to eat this meat. But it, you know, I, I look at it as um, medicinal. It's healing my body. Yeah. Still, I'm doing it. Um, so the idea, you know, I, I never thought that someone who ate meat, they were problematic in any way. It's it's allowing our, our diversity, right? Yeah. It's so interesting that um, diversity has become um, limited, right? We can be diverse in one way, but we cannot be diverse in another way, yeah. right? And with with so so, it's like diversity has become um, a faulty term, right? They use people are using it. Let's be diverse, and yet no, we're not going to have meat. We're not going to have this. We're not going to have that. So no, you're not diverse. This planet loves diversity. Yeah. You need everything. You need cows roaming. You need all kinds of stuff going on, and not just one thing. And yet we're so. Uh, I find things. I don't know if this is true or not. I'd love to hear feedback. But things are becoming um, ideologically possessed, and it's it's like one voice is is overshadowing the rest of the voices, right? I think that there's a new ad of Gillette. Oh, yeah, Gillette. Yeah, it's finally sorted. Yeah. That, that talks about toxic masculinity. And, you know, I, th I think it's an awful advert. It's really just, a t it's, it's, it's a crisis that a company would do that. And it's probably going to make a lot of money and a lot of people are buying mm. into this. Um, but it shows white males, um, you know, and it really, it, it really leans towards, um, you know, rejecting the, 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 the very, group of people who've brought us so many miracles and why are we not recognizing them why is every problem in the world laid at the feet of men right and called toxic masculinity what is what part of masculinity is toxic it, it, there's never a clarification for this right because if you name something like well he was abusive well come on that's that's toxic humanity. Yes, that's the, women do that too, not yeah, just not men, just and not a particular group of men. Not white men alone. Not black men alone. They're, they're the humans do this, and and it's a it's a part. Uh, even having an advert like that to me is toxic humanity, oh. right? It, but it's just it's just the the way I view it. It's it's not clear. And it's it's part of a political brainwashing of people and not appreciating. So so there's none of this gratitude and taking responsibility for your own toxicity. So if we go back to your actions when you're experiencing resentment, this is toxic. 
And it's not women who do it and not men. It is both. And it doesn't matter if you're green or purple. You're, you're <laughs> going to have this resentment. So, you know, it's almost like this resentment is going out against, um, you know, a group of people, especially men. And, um, you know, we also know there's some terrible things going on with men. Um, you know, the, the basic castration of men, you know, yep. they're, they're, there's a high likelihood they could end up giving men female hormones, you know, and it's happening, mm. right? To, to feminize, to feminize men more and more. And that's somewhere um, we do not want to end up. Well, it's unattractive to yeah. women. And yet the, the voices of resentment are saying this is what has to happen. Resentment is, is so toxic. Um, it, it really does go out there and make a mess. And we have to deal with our resentments because we, we don't have the gratitude for the, the incredible sacrifices men have made from war. You know, no women, no children going to war, right? Men have made all these sacrifices. The men who have discovered things, the men who came here and discovered things, it's, it's always the negative version. I mean, half the things that we can do today, if those men hadn't done what they did, we wouldn't be able to do what we do today, which also means um, we, we've lifted more people out of poverty every day. I, I forget the stats, but you can go to humanprogress.org. Oh, yeah, it's a great website. Humanprogress.org. Amazing. You know, this, this gives you um, daily different stats on um, how the West is improving mm. the world. So, so this idea of focusing on poverty is great. And we're actually doing something about it. But going against the very people who are doing something about it is not understandable to me. Why would you attack the very people who are improving the world? Is this resentment and jealousy? Mm. Yeah, Just get up, from? get your hands. Yeah, get up, get your hands together. Grow up. Stop being resentful. Be responsible and go and help mm. them. You know, and, and like I said earlier, it's it's not big steps. It's, it's increments. But trying to uh, attack something that you feel resentful of doesn't seem to me something useful to do. Right. It's like we're it's like social media has become a place where we can uh, spew out our resentment, abuse, vengeance, jealousy, um, rather than finding the middle road. Yeah. I'm not saying in every instance. Right. Not in every instance. There are plenty of people like we're we're sitting here trying to figure out how can I help people get out of their resentment? How can you see that, you know, just throwing things out and saying you're angry and, and you think you should get rid of, of um, well, like an average lab makes of toxic masculinity and the photos, you know, are of a bunch of nice guys. And yet we're saying they're toxic. No, show me someone toxic. It's show me someone who's doing something terrible, really terrible. Like, you know, beating up a woman. Get, okay, there's a toxic masculinity. But why do toxic masculinity? What about toxic femininity? Yeah. 
you know, it's like, what, what do you mean? Why, why are men the focus? Oh, cause, cause men rule everything. No, they don't. Yeah. This is, this is just um, a ploy. Uh, we've got people, you, you can become prime minister, you can become president. You, you can, I mean, obviously you can do that. Just do it. Stop sitting around thinking other people are stopping yeah. you. That is, that is so, that I think, you know, this is my view, that's more toxic than anything going on out there. You know, the, the most toxic thing that I've been seeing recently is people's resentment towards anyone who's successful. Yes. And people do it all the time. Mm -hmm. Why are you resenting the successful? Learn from them, watch them. Yeah. Keep making your steps. They didn't get to where they yeah. are. They didn't get to where they are by magic. No, they've always put. You know, nobody, nobody gave them a hand up. They worked, they sweated, they toiled, and they got there. I've seen this over and over again. I've seen people talk terribly about their bosses and without even realizing you know, what the boss has. Yeah. Right. And, and by the way, when you look at the handless maiden in her little house and everything's together, somebody goes in and sees that and they've got, let's say, missing legs. They're going to say, but she has legs. Mm. Uh, she got there because she she lived in a kingdom. Right. There, there's so many ways to be resentful of her, even though she has no hands and eventually gets them yeah. back. But she's the image of that's how you get hands. So the same thing with a successful businessman. You, he, he gains his hands every day. And then you're looking at him being resentful instead of saying, I'm going to gain my hands too. Yeah. I'm going to go off and figure this out. Well, he's got hands. And, I haven't got hands yet. Yeah, it's okay you don't have hands. It's fine. <laughs> you're, you're making these tiny, tiny yeah. increments. And if you feel you're not succeeding, you're not looking low enough. Look lower. I love that. I love it too, because it really relates to some of the other work where I'm working with someone and, you know, they get to this moment where they've got peace and, oh my God, there's breath and space in their oh. sessions. Like, all right, now we're done. And all of a sudden the mind kicks in and they're back to, yeah, but what about this, this, and this? Well, you owe me get stay with the change now yeah. but always you know the mind comes in and keeps looking for something else instead of you just did something this is the place you need to yeah be. of course it takes, you know takes those tiny increments to realize hey i found peace yeah I don't, I don't need to go back to the other so it's the courage not to go back into the mind right mm. Yeah, right? that's I mean, she's super courageous, isn't she, the handless maiden? Oh, yeah. What, what courage she has to leave her family without any hands, yeah. which courage she has to, to leave again. Yeah. And, leave. and make her life. Yeah. And, and not sit around and live in resentment and, oh, my God, the king was going to kill me. That's why I have to live out here and I've lost all my money and I've lost my riches and I've lost my robes and I've lost my silver hands and I've lost all <laughs> You know, that could have been the end of the story. I mean, how many times do we see women who, get, hands. <laughs> women, who, women who get divorced that that's the next thing that they say? I don't have this anymore. I don't have that anymore. I got to sue him and get it. And mm. Right? So not, you know, oftentimes women during their marriage don't take responsibility for what's going on in the marriage. Like, 
creating your own bank account, building up your own money, realizing, well, here's your husband building things, you're building things together. Yeah. Okay, so you you get half, but you make sure that things are growing and building together. Yeah. Not walking out and not knowing what's going on in your life and how you build things. It's it yeah. it feels good. You know, and usually with men, it feels so many men I know. It feels good. I know men who don't want to give a penny to their wives, but I know plenty. I know way more who give more money than imaginable. Yeah. You know, there's a guy here in Montreal. He's super, super rich. And man, for decades, I think it's decades now, his wife keeps suing him. And uh, she came to me for tarot reading once and said, will I win again in court? And I said, no, you won't. It'll be thrown out of court. She calls me up. She said, the, the judge threw it out. But, the, but that is not justice. So she, she can't see that the millions of dollars that she keeps getting out of him, finally the judge said it's enough. Yeah. It's just enough. you got to stop. You, you've, you've got millions of dollars. Now, you know, when, when is make, it enough? Go and invest you? that and make, <laughs> give you freedom. Yeah, like, but when is it enough? Yeah. You know, when is it enough? You have to know when it's enough. Because the rest is just revenge and resentment. Mm. You gotta, you gotta take responsibility and figure out what's correct, what's just. You know that that is, what is, um, what you can calculate to be fair. And I watch people who actually do it really well, and then you have people who are completely resentful and vengeful and want more and more, and they, they have um um, up like a bottomless pit. Mm. You know. Yeah. Bottomless because there's no gratitude for what they do have. None. Yeah. Well, there's so much resentment that you can't even see the gratitude. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's interesting how people do things. There are other examples too of women who, who go, well, "I'm not going to fight or anything. I just want him to do the right thing," and the guy doesn't do yeah. it. Yeah. You know, and they they're left kind of destitute. Yeah. But you didn't take responsibility and and ask for what you need. Yes, exactly. So you can't assume now you're... if you're getting divorced that they're going to go, oh, I'm going to take care of her forever. Exactly. Here's too much money every month. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there was actually an interesting case here in Montreal. Somebody very, very, very rich. Um, I, I don't know who he was, but extremely rich. And um, he had kids yeah. and he has a girlfriend. He never married her. Here in Quebec, people don't get married. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. We, we, we just kind of get together. I'm not saying everyone, yeah. you know, if you have different nationalities, like if you're Greek or Italian or um, uh, East Indian, um, those, those people get married a lot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but uh, basic, like the, the, what we call Berlin, uh, I'm not Berlin. I'm, I'm obviously Greek Quebecer, but uh, I, I've kind of, I guess, adopted the idea that marriage is not important. Yeah. And um, so we live with our partners. Now, this particular woman didn't set anything up for herself, right? So when, so she stayed home in the relationship and took care of the kids yeah. and the house and everything, but never really sat down to say, okay, so what's our deal together? Yeah. Make a bank account, oh, wow. you know? So, she's, so she didn't do any of that. And when she went to court, um, this particular judge said, enough of this. 
You are responsible for what you need to do during the time you were together with your partner. Mm -hmm. You are not getting anything now. Wow. You needed to make that contract, getting married or not, you needed to make that contract. So, you know, it's like the, the type of woman who goes into a partnership and just expects the man to deal with it instead of saying, no, no, I got to be responsible for myself. I've got to figure out, you know, how to save some money, have my own bank account. And, um, you know, great. I love taking care of the kids. I love staying home. So think of your rent. Like, what's your portion into that payment? And what do you get extra? Yeah. Right. Because a lot of people don't think, you know, I should get this and this for doing that and that. But uh, what's the value of a housekeeper? Yes, exactly. Um, right. If you, if you think you as a wife are worth $200,000 yeah. a year, you take care of the kids and you do the cleaning. Well, if you hired you know, two people, that might be $40,000 a year. Yeah. Might be. That's what people do now. So, you know, you evaluate your, your work, your and work your based on, based on a real price, mm-hmm. right? Because if, you, if you're a, a, a caregiver to a child, you're not going to live in a mansion on the top of the hill. You're going to live in a tiny apartment. So, you know, you've got to make choices for yourself, just because your husband's chosen this this particular career that's making a lot of money, he's doing that. He could also be a uh, a babysitter. Yeah, you're, you're not going to get that. So, you know, you got to figure out what your part is. But a lot of people, yeah, it's like here is a good example. When people go to sell a business, so you and I have a clientele, and let's say we say, well, you know, I'll sell you my client list. Well. That's not worth very much. Emotionally, it's worth a lot, but it's not worth very much to someone else because they may not want to work with this other person. So it's not worth much. Not worth much at all. But emotionally, it's worth a lot. But I did all this work. There's 25 years in it. Yeah, but it's not worth anything to anyone else. Mm. Right? So, so people do this all the time. Even when uh, I remember somebody was selling their business and uh, a guy who gives advice said, you can't give your emotional worth of your business. You have to give the actual worth of the business. So what's the worth of your business? I go, it's worth $500,000. He goes, no, it's worth 50. <laughs> right. Yeah. That the, the 40, the, the other 45, uh, the other $450,000 is just emotional. Mm. How, it's incredible how much we place a value on our emotions. I did all this for you. Okay, but so did your husband. He went off and worked every day, brought home, paid for the house, paid for the cars, paid for the insurance, paid the taxes, paid the electricity. He was doing all of this. You think you were the only one? This is interesting. When, When women and men get together, it's almost what a man does is negated. Right. And the, the, because the woman is not um, receiving funds or taking responsibility for herself. Right? This yeah. is fascinating to me that, you know, instead of calling things, this is just, I'm just thinking through things, but instead of calling things the patriarchy, it's really this period of time. It's not about patriarchy. Women can get in anywhere, you know, they can earn whatever they want, get whatever they want. But saying I'm going to get a job as a teacher or, a, you know, a work at a daycare and you want to get the paid the same as Bill Gates. That's yeah, ridiculous. That is mad. It's, it's ridiculous. It's not going to happen. You're not you're not going to get the job. Nobody can do that. 
I can't mm. pay you what Bill Gates gets. I'm not earning that. So you have to work for Bill Gates, but you can't necessarily make more than him. You can't make more than him because he doesn't have that money. So these these crazy things we get into, you know, this whole there's this whole thing about the wage gap. Mm. Yes, there's a wage gap, but there's reasons for it. Women don't uh, become engineers. They don't. Uh, not every woman wants to be a CEO. Not I, you know, I work with women all the time. They don't want pressure. They want a nice job. I'm not talking about every woman. Plenty of women can go off and be CEO. Ten years ago, I could have been CEO. Yeah. Now I wouldn't be. But I know a lot of women getting to their 40s and like, I don't want to do yeah, this. Yeah, they don't want to do it anymore. There's a group of women who do and they, they go forward yeah. and they become, then there's 20 to 30 year old women. They're super successful, making a lot of money. But then you have this really difficult choice for women, which is baby or not. <laughs> and the moment you have a baby, yeah. well, you're deciding something else. You're not going to make the same amount of money. Mm. You're going to have to build it up later. So what? But women get all excited and go, I should get paid the same while I'm, you know, this has become so commonplace and I don't quite get it. If I make a choice to start a new career right now, I'm not going to get paid as much. It's going to take me time to build it. So if I choose the career of raising a child, I'm not going to earn as much. Yeah, That's that's just the way, that's just the choice you make. It is not your right People, it's a privilege to be able to do things like that and to have gratitude that you can change careers, that you can have a child. We, I, I'm not saying I have a resolution to this. I mean, it's a huge, no. a huge problem. Very, very intelligent, driven, successful women, um, when they decide they want to have a baby, it really puts a damper on things. But maybe the only resolution is um, changing your expectations. Right? Yeah. If I want to have a baby, how do I want that to happen? And what what do I need to do? You know, some people might say, I'll save money for a decade and I will just raise my child. Uh, and there's so many different options and we just limit it to, no, I think somebody else should pay me so I can reproduce. <laughs> I, I find this, I find this really strange. I, and a lot of women yell at me for it, but um I just think it's your choice. It's not my responsibility. Yeah. And, you know, this is your responsibility and it's absolutely wonderful that you choose to do that, but it's, it's definitely not part of the money scenario, right? It's, it, it doesn't have much to do with money here. You're, you're creating life. You're, you're helping your child move forward and hopefully you have a partner who's, who's uh, bringing in the money, but, what, what does it have to do with me, you know, or if I'm the boss, why should I pay for you to have maternity leave? I, I know this is a huge topic that, you know, but I just don't, I just don't get it. Um, I just don't understand it. It's a choice you make. It's a wonderful choice and it's just less viable financially. Mm. That's all. Um, but I shouldn't be punished for it. I should be able to continue to produce. And uh, if you come back, you know, you got your position again and you can move forward and take those tiny steps I'm talking about to get yourself back on track. You know, I see a lot of women you know, who say, I don't like my job, I'd like to change it, but they're getting older. 
They're in their 50s. Yeah. And I said, well, why don't you just go take a couple of courses? Oh, no, no, that's going to take too long. You know what? All these tiny incremental steps, you take a couple of courses, you learn a little bit more about computers or whatever it is you want to do, and you start working your way there. Who cares when? So you're 50 and you've done with this at 60 and you got a new job. Who cares? Yeah. But this this business of caring is and the expectation, no, no, I want this miracle to occur that all of a sudden I'm offered the job that I like. Yeah. That's that's not the way the world works. Without that's not how it works. Please. There's the, bees build build their hives, wasps build their nest. Yeah. And it's done bit by bit. Take down a spider web, he starts again. Yeah. You know, this is this is what we do. Yeah. You know, this health issue I I had really, I had to reduce my whole business and rebuild it as I got better. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I could have sat there and go, oh, my God, what was me? You know, and instead of, okay, now I'm going to take care of this body and then slowly rebuild the business in a different way, which I did. And still doing. It never stops. It never stops, does it? It's always evolving. Always, mm. always, the always, always. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to tell you. Let's sign off here and see if we've triggered people. <laughs> yes. Maybe. If you, if be you fun want to have us... and, and respond, it's, it would be such fun if you <laughs> if you shared your insights. It would be great. Yeah. Well, thank you, Louise. Yeah. Lovely, lovely chat. Yeah. Um, take care, and I'll speak to you. Yeah. Next okay. time. All right, sweetheart. Bye, Bye.